You're listening to Fear the Inth Cast. I'm JD. I'm Jason. What's up, man? Yo. Yo. Man, oh man. Feels good outside. Walking dead's on. I know. It's been nice. Nice nice weather weekend. Dude. Nice and pleasant. We, you know, we don't get many of these here in Houston. So for it to be, what did it get down to? It got down to like 40s. Yeah, it was in the 40s for a Ooh. little while, which is... woohoo. Chilly, which is pleasant, you know. And I'm from up north, so I miss the cold sure. weather. Yeah, you used to shoveling snow. Yeah, S- uh, snow six months out of the year, South Dakota. If you're around these parts, you've never seen snow. I know. I never understand when people are like I've never had a white Christmas. I'm like, what? I've, I've I have white. Yeah, Halloween's. I still think Robin hasn't seen snow. My wife ever? Yeah, in her life. It's just mind blowing. I feel like I've done something wrong. Yeah, it's time to. I've seen it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I've been in. You I've know, been places. Yeah, been in six feet of snow before. It's it's nothing. It's nothing. Dug tunnels in uh, the snow. Yeah. So yeah, we're back on the Walking Dead train, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the season premiere, upon rethinking and all that stuff, was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So now we're continuing with the war, and after attacking the main area. They've decided to attack all of the outposts, too, while they're distracting the main area. And that's yes. why they shot out the windows. Right. I don't know if that's actually true. A war just kept going this whole out. Yeah. This whole episode. And the episode, <laughs> like, wow. the episode is called The Damned. And yeah. why are we damned? Who are damned? What has damned us? What's the damn? But the damned are upon us. Right. I'm your damn tour guide. If you have any damn questions, I'll get your damn answers. Let's just talk about, so these guns came from Oceanside. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> they had a shitload of guns. And so and much. a lot of ammo. Um, I, where did they get on? It's like they <laughs> raided every academy in the, the South. The South. Like from Texas to Florida. I don't know if they have academies. Every sporting goods store, Oceanside was like, we're going to get there first. Yeah. We're going to take all their bullets and we're just going to keep it in a place. If I was riding on The Walking Dead, and I knew like this all-out war was coming in the future, I would have shown some evidence to why they have so many damn bullets. I would have been like, "Oh, and by the way, uh, this was like some secret government stockpile right. of you know thousands of bullets." Yeah, Fort Knox is not full of gold; it's actually full of bullets. Yeah, and we have all of them. Well, and the Saviors have so many too, like. At one of the outposts where they're just basically a firefight the whole episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're both just trading. It's just constant trading shooting. and trading like, and trading. And I'm like, there's no way you loaded that many clips. <laughs> like, clips take a while. Yeah, have you ever tried to load oh, a clip? Oh, yeah. I've, I've loaded a lot of AR-15 clips and Me stuff. Too. And it's like, each each clip, I mean, unless you have one of those, you get those automatic rhythm. loaders yeah, no, or, no. or the hand things. But yeah, I mean, by the end of it, you have a blister on your yeah. thumb. You got to get in a rhythm. Like every time I go to the range uh, the night before, I'll be sitting there watching TV sure. and I'll load all the mags that I'm going to shoot yeah. the next day. So usually about 30 mags. Yeah. And so. But you go through those a lot faster than it than it takes loading them. <laughs> right. So I feel like we need to to get. A couple things out of the way. This uh, this episode, um, everything, not everything, I'd say 75% of what I've read hated this episode. And I believe re- it. Reactions that I've gotten online have said that this was just, they're like, oh, the, I feel like the season premiere had promise. 
And then I watched this episode and I just I hate it again. Yeah. So we're at a we're at a interesting time in the show's history. Yeah. Because people are right now deciding whether they want to keep watching the show or stop watching the show. Mm-hmm. And so there's like really a lot of opportunities for people to jump on each other's bandwagons. Yeah. Like I've already seen like multiple things on Facebook saying like, Oh man, I could have killed Rick. I could have summed up the whole, uh, no, not Rick, the Negan storyline right. in, in half clean that shot. So, you know, so it's like, there's people who like, and for those people, I would say, if you're not enjoying it, stop watching it. Yeah. There's nothing in this life that you should keep doing if you don't like it. Right. So just stop and it's fine. Like, and, and voice your opinions. That's great too. But if you don't enjoy something, don't keep, there's so much good TV. Right. And there's, pl- Stranger Things? Stranger Things season great. two is out. Why, why, why are you not watching that <laughs> yeah, instead? Like, find something that makes you happy. I'm happy with The Walking Dead. Yes, yes. there's flaws. And absolutely. But I didn't come into this season saying, they better they better keep me or I'm out. Yeah. You weren't like, this is the most perfect show ever. Yeah. Never never start something with an ultimatum. If you don't like something, leave. Uh, yeah. Ultimatums are, are never a good idea. In, yeah. in my experience, I, mean, I haven't given a lot in my day, but they're never a great idea. But they are great in relationships. Oh, Always sure. use ultimatums in relationships. It's, <laughs> if you walk out yeah. that door, we're done. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Peace. If you do this, it's a, it's, I'm done with you. If you do this, I'm done with you. These are great ways to keep a relationship going. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to say about this episode before we get into it. I didn't hate it. But I felt like I was watching an episode of anime. And I'm just going to throw the... I watch a lot of anime. If y'all don't know that about me, anime is... It did that, feel like a... Dra- like, I haven't watched a lot. Yeah. But it, it did feel... Because it's like... It's got four separate stories of fighting, which is very big in anime. But it's... It, not a lot else is accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Like... Uh, Carol and Ezekiel chasing down a guy. Aaron's group just basically doing a firefight the whole episode. Rick and Daryl looking for something. Um, did I miss one? Is there a fourth one? Morgan. Yeah. Morgan. Uh, <laughs> Morgan. Morgan's and, was pretty beast, though. right? Morgan and two other guys getting ambushed, and of course Morgan survived. Pretty much just Morgan. <laughs> well, Morgan survived because he had on yeah. that body armor, That's which right. is a. Uh, did you not know that motocross uh, equipment <laughs> was right. bulletproof? It's bulletproof. I didn't know that, but now I know. And well, I'm, he did get shot in the arm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> Those damn shoulder pads. Damn shoulder pads. Damn? And uh, knee pads and shin guards saved him. Yeah. So it, it felt like an episode of anime in that it was like, okay, this is a, this, we have an episode here and things didn't happen, but not a lot happened. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, I don't, I don't think that made the episode bad. I don't think that made the episode great. It's certainly not going to go down as a classic Walking Dead episode, but it certainly wasn't one of the worst episodes. Of the yeah. walking it. It's kind of a weird thing to do in a show's format because if this was a movie, like if this season was a movie, yeah, then maybe there would be a long action sequence and you'd get to tell a story within the action. Sure. And then be able to wrap that up. But it, well, I guess it felt like, okay, maybe not use a whole episode. Like, listen, I don't want to complain about action and then like not see yeah. it and then be like, where's the action? Mm-hmm. I love it, but yeah, I I agree with you. It did feel like very much like you're switching from scene to scene with an anime, and they're yeah. just screaming and right. punching each other. Right, right, right. Like, ah! 
You yeah. you fight him while I power up. Yeah. yeah. So let's just go each little outpost attack one to one. One thing I will say about this: there was no Carl in this episode. Coral, which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> oh come on, man! <laughs> I'm totally messing with you. Okay, so what do you? Which one should we start with? Do you want? To, let's start with Aaron. Sure. Okay. So they go to an outpost, and um, the lady there realizes that something's up because. She's calling her guards on the radio and only one answers. And she's like, oh, shit, shit is happening. And then, of course, Aaron and his group storm in in their cars, which yeah. I still like the cars, the yeah. bulletproof cars. I feel like they didn't use them very well. They could have positioned them better and uh, maybe had better vantage points for firing, created a better like little crossfire, but whatever. Yeah. They were effective in what they were trying to do. I have this – is, this is hard because – I'm not I'm not a videographer. I've done some <laughs> videography and I've done editing and some VFX, but I'm not a professional. Sure. I'm only a dabbler. Yeah. But my biggest beef with all these scenes, so one thing I love about the show is they they put a lot of effort into like, you know, the walkers and like doing really awesome like VFX with right. you know, cutting their heads off and stuff like that. And they spend a lot of money and a lot of time. And then you have scenes like with the cars where there's like bullets bouncing off the hoods. Sure. And there's no bullet holes in any of these cars. It's just like, a ricochet. <laughs> but bullets don't but go bullets through. bullets make marks. Damn it. They bullets do. do not go through cars. What are you talking and about? And so like, I don't know, just like at a, as a visual standpoint, just looking at that scene, it was like a little cringy to me because I don't know. I think, I think walking dead has the budget to, to sure. step out for like above the rest of zombie flicks or you know stuff like that so like B movie status sure. I think they're past that so well I don't think that was my I'm hoping that they're saving call. their budget for other episodes sure and I, that's one of the reasons I think episodes like this exist because I don't know how expensive it would be to shoot this episode but it doesn't seem like it would be that expensive right okay so but they have a weird plan um, like in the other ones, it's a full frontal assault or let's get in and kill everybody. But in this one, it's let's create a crossfire, pin them down in this little U-shaped, kill a couple of them. And then after we kill <laughs> them, they they're going to turn and take care of the problem on its own. And we just stay back here and pin them down under constant suppression, you know, suppressive yeah. fire, like in PUBG, you know, sure. if, if you're being suppressed, you're going to miss your shot. Sure. I liked the plan. It's not a terrible um, plan. It's it's not a great plan, but it's not no, because you got to be hoping you didn't shoot any of those guys in the head, or else your plan fails. Right. And <laughs> with the thousands of bullets that were shot just in that group, right, right, so many and, bullets. And since all these cars were bulletproof and there was ricochets going everywhere, <laughs> I, I mean, no one get it. It's, it's basically like two shots coming at you from one. It's, it's like two a for one machine of bullets. <laughs> well, in it. I understand that you're trying to minimize loss of life on your side. I, I get that. I think that that is a great thing. If you stand behind our bulletproof cars, keep them pinned down, uh, eventually they're going to have to come to us and we can either slaughter them or if they stay back where they are, they're going to have their own problems. Yeah. But it didn't seem to work out that way. The saviors were like, hey, they're too chicken shit to come get us. Let's go get them. And the saviors with nothing to lose started coming after them and making good shots and you know, I don't get the the running back and forth between the bulletproof cars over like these big <laughs> wide open spaces. Right. Like that's what I'm saying. You could have positioned these cars a little better. Yeah. But 
whatever. That's not what happened. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard. I think the outsider looking in, it always feels like they have the most wisdom on the situation. Sure. We're, we don't know. We're not analyzing it. Yeah, We are analyzing this from, hey, we're watching this not real show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we're watching this fictional show mad about how they position right. the cars. Like, what the shit? Haven't you played enough video games right? to know that you don't... You gotta box them in. You gotta box them in. Yeah, you gotta so. spike those, fucker. <laughs> but I think this scene is is a good representation of the rest of the episode. Sure. Because there was a lot going on, but there wasn't a lot going on. <laughs> like, nothing big changed. Right. It was little changes... And that was pretty much the whole episode. Yeah. All right. So next, let's talk about uh, which one? Ezekiel and Carol. Sure. So in the last episode, uh, someone sees them, throws a grenade. And I didn't know what kind of grenade it was, but it turned out to be like a fairly powerful grenade because it knocked sure. everybody down. And all these walkers that were in a building uh, came out and... Okay. Very dusty. Very dusty. So they had to fight off a bunch of walkers. <laughs> and it seemed a little tense because, you know, you're disoriented after a grenade. Sure. Uh, I've never experienced a grenade exploding near me. I can imagine. But, yeah, I think it would be bad. Yeah. And so they're killing off the walkers and like, okay, we've got to get to him before he gets to his people and warns them that we're coming because otherwise we're going to be in trouble. If they know we're coming, it's going to make this plane a lot harder. Yeah. And so how do you feel about um, Ezekiel's optimism throughout the whole situation. I think it fits who the character that he's playing. Because he's playing a character. Oh, he is. And within a show. Within a show, he's a character. And he's admitted that to Carol in the past. And I don't know, like, if I was in the kingdom, I think it would wear on me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure. may, Maybe in that situation, you'd want someone who's the eternal optimist to be like, yes, we can do this. We've got this. On this day, we shall prevail, and all yeah. this stuff. And you know, maybe that would work for me. But you know, watching it from the outside, like we talk about, it, it's like you know that act might get a little old. Yeah, it, it, it just might. There would just like take a moment where I would be like, just say it for real, man. Right. Be optimistic, but say it right. like how you would say it. Right. Are you <laughs> like we're not in fantasy land here? This is this yeah. is. This is real, you know. Let's just kill those motherfuckers. Yeah, like that's what I want to hear. Waste them. Yeah, waste them. Waste them. The waste the wasted. You know yes. all that stuff. But I love when he w he's giving his monologues, and it makes me realize what Strand could be if uh... <laughs> if he wasn't so terrible. <laughs> no, I love Strand, but it's just like man, if Strand talked like Ezekiel, I feel like they would just be the best of friends. Yeah. yeah. Nay. Nay. I loved I loved Carol just staring at him every yeah, time he gave a speech. See, I feel like I'd be like looking Carol. at him like, what is happening right now? <laughs> just Okay, I get it. We'll go kill the guy, but why are you doing this? And she's like, you know, people are probably gonna die, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, we're not all gonna make it out of here alive. You know what war is, correct? Like you understand what yeah. is happening? And I loved it. He's like giving a speech and then he kind of whispers to her. He's like, fake it till you make it, baby. Come on, <laughs> so baby. Weird. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know how I felt about all of his bits. I loved it. Bits. I loved every no, second I, I did of like it. it. The thing I love about it is Carol's reaction to it all. Because I feel like she is, she's all of us. 
reacting to it. She's, she's the audience. Looking at, she's looking at him the same way we do so in the Aaron, moment. Like, just calm down, bro. Aaron, like, let us yeah. know if we got who the audience is right this episode. Yeah. Because we're saying Carol. If you disagree, let us know, man. Uh, that, that's me. That, and maybe that's us. But, you know. I, in me, in that situation, I would do what Carol is doing. Right. You'd be like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> cool your jets, Rocket. He is off. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we get it. We get it. All right. We know what we're doing. And he's like optimistic to the point to where he wants, like, he's like, so what? He'll tell him we're coming. Uh, yes. They we, know, they we know we're coming. We should be victorious this day and lose none of our number. Yeah. Save your munitions. None of our ranks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Shiva, Shiva eats him, and he's like, "Save your munitions! Our friends have arrived." And it's like, yes, I love it. Anytime Shiva comes on the screen, people are like, "Can somebody please explain to me how she knows who the bad guys are, and not the good guys?" Right. <laughs> That's like the number one people, like Reddit thread. Yeah, if Facebook, we, people anything. are what like the saviors all wear like a black band on their arm or something like that, right? Yeah. And so Shiva can see that. And yeah. Shiva's clearly intelligent enough to know uh, that's the one that I'm going to attack because he's got a black band on his arm. Listen, they're lacing their bullets in catnip, so everything they shoot at gets a little catnip dusting. Shiva's just intelligent, right? Give her credit. She, know, kno- she, she knows. She can smell the saviors. She yeah. can smell them. So that's, that's basically that one. Uh, we don't see at the end... They still know that uh, that group is coming, and they're going to go anyway because they've got to. They've got jobs to do, and that's one thing I liked is that they're they're resolved. That's one thing in this episode that was very clear. Like, okay, we've made a decision. This is what we're going to do, and let's go do it. The only one that kind of seemed to question that was Jesus. Yeah, and uh, I'm interested to hear what you think about Jesus, Jesus and Tara. I know how you feel about Tara and Morgan. Um, Morgan was a badass. He was like a video game character in this one. Yeah, he was. You know, he he gets shot, but then he's like, all right, I've got two guns. It's very John Wick of him. It was. Baba Yaga. <laughs> God, yes. have you seen John Wick 2 yet? Uh, I'm halfway through it. Okay, I, I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I thought you were. I was like, who's been watching John Wick 2 on <laughs> my right? HBO? Oh, yeah. Me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me. I've, I've given my Not HBO. Robin. <laughs> Not Robin. No, she was watching the Spielberg documentary. Yeah. It's pretty good. I watched it too. Or Hidden Figures or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, okay. Um, they've created a moat. This is the one, this is the outpost that we've seen before where they first did their attack, where Glenn killed people. That You know, this has started the whole mess. Yeah. Was this outpost. So they've created a moat of walkers and Jesus points out ever so clearly that, hey, if anyone in there fires a shot, we're not getting in because these walkers are going to go a little wild and we're going to be yeah. in trouble. Yeah. So what was your question for me? What did I think about Jesus? About Jesus, or? because Tara, they catch that guy in the closet and he pees his pants, which apparently you can do. Even it's when really you, hard to do. I don't think that would be that hard. I mean, if you have to pee, you just go, right? Sometimes I get weird moments where I'm like in a lake and I'm like, it's totally cool to pee here. It's accept- It's socially acceptable. To pee even. in the lake? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But even if I'm around people, and not like in the vicinity, like if they're in the boat, I'm in the lake, It's I really got to talk myself into it. 
It's like you got to break that seal. What? Are you? <laughs> and just then like, it's when you start, it's easy. Are you afraid you're going to get one of those lizards that crawls up in there and like no, plants itself? I don't know what. Maybe I'm like scared it's going to be too warm, and people <laughs> will see that on my face. <laughs> They're going to look at me and be like, "I know what that guy's up to." Yeah, I don't know. I know what he just did. Okay, so they Tara wants to kill him. Wanted to kill him before he even showed his true colors as savior and jesus was like no we're not going to do that that's not who we are we're he's got his hands up he's surrendering we don't kill people that do that i don't know why all of a sudden this is the rule Uh for everybody and why jesus is deciding to make this decision so that's my question where do you think he's coming from and why i don't you know i don't know i think jesus has never really shown to be an aggressive person sure and he's always had like mercy on people um and yeah i just don't think he's the type to kill somebody who isn't armed um but so so here's the thing i think that jesus works well in groups but i don't think he always goes along with groups he still sticks to his own morals and guidelines right he he accompanies people but he stays true to who he is well and he's he's backing maggie and I'm interested to see how Maggie's going to react to them bringing back all these prisoners. And it's, it's, a, it's a stark contrast for Tara as well. She is upset now because they killed her girlfriend in a brutal way. I mean, crossbolt through the head, that kind of sure. sucks, you know? Yeah. And Tara's really upset about it. And she she says it's not about revenge, but you can tell that it kind of is for her. Yeah. And we have a job. And yeah. they kept saying that. We are supposed to kill them all. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to let anyone live. Our job is to come in here, clean house, so that the saviors have less people. When we get in a real battle, we can have a numbers advantage. It's really interesting because it's going to bring up later, I'm sure this situation will even bring up later, um, the difference in the the three communities' leadership. Yeah. So, like, because she was like, or he said, you know, Maggie will agree with this decision. Right. And she's like, well, Rick will, Rick will back me up. Right. You know, and so Maggie will listen to Rick. Right. And so there's just like this weird dynamic of like, it almost feels like they're all in the same group, but now they're not. They're, they're well, in their own communities working together. Yeah. And that's, they have their own leaders. I think that's going to be really interesting. I like they started to set it up this episode because. They all have different ideals. They're all led by yeah. totally different people. Ezekiel, Maggie, and Rick, you couldn't ask for three more different leadership styles. Yeah. You know? And so Rick is going to want to define leadership for everybody. Like, he's like I'm I'm the president and these are the governors or whatever. Sure. And shit like that. But I don't know that they're going to stand for that. And so there could be some tension being coming to a head that we could could really play out in a weird way. And it's... It's weird. Any way you really look at it, all three of those people are great leaders yeah. in their own right. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have all have strengths. people following them. Yes, and follow like whether or not we agree with everything Ezekiel does, he's found a way to be a leader with theatrics because yeah. he tapped into the human psyche of what they would feel comforted by right. and feel like that they could follow. Sure, you know so. And then you look at Morgan, he's a huge change, too. I mean, he said, I don't die. Oh, yeah. So he's not afraid of dying because he doesn't think that he's going to die, which is ass. No, he's immortal now. Whatever. <laughs> but Rick, I liked that they did his flashbacks when Rick is convincing him, we need to attack them first. We need to strike the first blow because that's what will win us this war. Yeah. And 
at the end, again, him and Tara are kind of on the same page. And Jesus is like, this is not what we do. And Morgan just looks at him and is like, what the hell are you talking about? What, what yeah. do we do then? Right. Why are we suddenly drawing a line in the sand here? Why are we suddenly defining what we do at this moment? That may not be the best time. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see if there's going to be an outcome for Morgan where he meets somewhere in the middle. Of his stability. I don't, think, I don't think he makes it through the season. You don't man. think so? No, I don't. I think he's next to go. I feel you. I feel I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. Um, so it's either he dies or he somehow works it out to where he's somewhere in the middle of yeah. of keeping the peace and clearing. Which I don't know if there's a middle ground, so maybe it requires him to die. I have to clear. I have to. Yeah. Okay. And so last one is Rick and Daryl. They were sent to Get guns. So there are only two of them in there. They're going to find the big guns, the 50 calibers, which oh, yeah. Dwight has said is kept in this compound. And everything Dwight has said up to this point has been correct. So yeah. why do we think that he's not telling the truth? Sure. But it doesn't seem that there's any guns there. Yeah. They get up on the top floor, and it turns out that the top floor, it's kind of like a housing unit for young people. Yeah, for families. Man, tough. Rick kills that one guy and goes in the room, and there's a baby in there. Her name is Gracie, and he sees himself in the mirror, and it's like, what? He's like, I'm the bad guy. Well, I mean, and we've said this for a long time, and I know, I don't know if you and me arguing or me and Josh arguing about it, but like, we root for Rick's side because that's who we've been. Yeah, we've from, talked about that, from the yeah. beginning. But if we had been watching the Saviors from the beginning, we would think that Rick and them were just as bad. Sure. We're just as bad. Like, these people are attacking us. All we, Sure, Negan has done some things that are is not great. But you can't say Rick has been perfect. Yeah. You know? There's a couple of things that sets him aside as, as, as worse. But it's not somewhere that you can't imagine Rick going. Sure. <laughs> you, know, you know, like... Burning, you know, so one of the things that sticks out to me is the iron on the face. Sure. Punishment. So that's like, oh, man, that's one of the things that makes Negan pretty evil. That's why he's such a bad guy. Right. He does that, and he takes the women that he wants. Sure. So there's things like that that he does, but Rick has done messed up things, too. Sure. So He absolutely has. It's just like this very fine line that Rick walks on, which keeps him as our hero, and our good guy, mm -hmm. but I think what the show is setting up is that there's other people in the show who are better than Rick. Right. The, the world is gray. The, like, the world is very gray right now, and some of the things that Rick has done and is doing, like them just deciding to attack the Saviors and murdering those people in their sleep, you know, maybe not the best choice. Dark. It's pretty dark, yeah. pretty evil, you know, but everybody backed him because they're like, well, Rick... Rick's got to do what he's got to do to protect his people and everything like that. So I liked that maybe he's having a moment. And you're like, oh, shit, I just killed this baby's father. And like, I have a, a daughter about this same age is what Rick is thinking. He's like, well, you know, and he was just trying to defend his daughter from me. Uh, he wasn't trying to hide guns. He wasn't trying to kill me. He thought I was a threat to his daughter and he fought tooth and nail to protect her. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. And then... We get a shock, a shock return. It's like when Sting showed up in WWE, <laughs> you know, he was like, oh, it's like, I I didn't know I'd been missing this, but now that you're here, I feel like you've never left. 
That was no shock. Yeah, yeah I'm full of shit. It, it was Morales, and I'm like, who cares? Okay. In, I guess they're out of characters to return from season one. I'd have rather seen the dudes from the hospital, like the yeah, the, like the gangsters at the, the old folk home. Man, that'd have been awesome. Ole. <laughs> that would have been so much better. That'd have been dope. Just like from the darkness of the room. Order Leon. <laughs> it's like, oh, Rick, cool. I got three dogs that I'm just going to feed your bones to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Why so, does he never come across people that he met in the past and like all of a sudden they're cool? Like they're good guys. Like, hey, like that would be such a badass sequence to find those guys, those uh, Batos, and then yeah. like all of a sudden they like team up. I'm like, I got you, Holmes. Right. Like that would be awesome. But no, they all like get corrupted over time and. Then they're bad guys. And like, what's the tension with Morales? Like, we have no backstory really on Morales. We saw him super briefly, like four or five episodes. <laughs> Don't worry. There'll be a full episode on it. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. But at this point, he's holding a gun to Rick and Rick's trying to have like his shocked face. Like, I can't believe what's happening. And you're just like, what? What? Yeah. Why does this even matter? I have to assume his whole family was killed. Right. And then he went bad. Maybe. This is the nutshell version. Maybe maybe Rick is somehow responsible for his family dying. Oh. But it's not Rick uh, they decided to go on their own before they knew what every what actually was sure. happening. So that's not Rick's fault. You had your choice. You could have been on the winning team. Right. <laughs> so I mean it could be an interesting story. I'd like to think that it's gonna be, but I don't have high hopes because you know, we saw him so briefly. He didn't do much in season one. He's with the Saviors, cool. Um, but I don't know if I care about how he got there. I knew he was coming back because when we saw when we went to Walker Stalker Con, right? He right. was there. He on was stage there with T Dog and everybody. And everybody was like, "Is Morales coming back?" And he was like, "I mean, I can't say I'm not coming back, but I, I can't, can't say, say I am." I am you yeah. know, yeah. we got to trust like, the writers. Yes, they know what they're up to. These writers, yeah. you know. Yeah. So overall, man, see, it's tough. I don't hate episodes of The Walking Dead. I still enjoy it. This one wasn't my favorite. Sure. I mean, it was cool because there was war and battle, but at at the end of the day, like, all that war, like, fighting and stuff, the cool part of it is when you're accomplishing something, is whenever you're fighting for something. So, where it went in all of this uh, was a very small step. Yeah. but So, no, and then... Like when you're going back and you're binging it, this is one that you can run through and go to the sure. next one. You'd be fine. Yeah. So and I didn't really watch the preview for next week because I try not to. Um, I don't want to spoil myself. Go with a blank slate. Yeah, it's nice, and uh, that's the way I do it. If you do it, differently, yeah, that's fine. Uh, every time the preview comes up, the screen gets real small and it shows the credits. And <laughs> right. I'm, like, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stand up and go stand by the TV. Right. I got a small TV. <laughs> A center for ants. It's like Michael Scott. Sometimes I just stand here and watch TV for hours. Right. Surround sound. Finally broke down and got myself, got myself a, flat a flat screen. Look, it goes right into the wall. Safe space. When you're done. Oh, anyways. That's one of my favorite episodes of that show. Man. Oh, so what were we talking about? Oh, Walking Dead. Yeah. 
So, uh, what are you guys thinking so far of season eight? We want to know what you think. We've had two episodes. We didn't hear a lot about what people thought of the premiere. We'd love to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you thought of episode two and what your hopes are for the season and what you think is going to happen. Yeah. It'd be nice to have some interaction with you guys. So you could tweet us. Our Twitter is at FearInthCast, or you can uh, follow us individually on Twitter. We're a little better about responding on that. I'm at RealJDLee. I'm at VRTJason. And then uh, if you want to check out our website, it's uh, FearInthCast.com, and you can send us an email, fear at InthCast.com. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. We'll be back next week. Yeah, we will. For so, episode three. Yeah, episode three. You're going to be here, right? You're not out of town yet. Not yet. All right, cool. We'll have to figure that uh, out whenever that happens. I don't think I'm going out of town on a weekday. Oh, okay. It's a weekend. Oh, okay. Going to Vegas, baby. Going to Vegas. Cirque du Soleil. Going to see Woo! Backstreet Boys. It's Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> yes. This is going to be the best trip ever. Ever. Yeah. But until then, fight the dead. Fear the nth cast. <laughs>